three WBT hour number two. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Talking about uh, the FBI's use of Twitter essentially as a, as a cutout for the intelligence community to police speech, yeah, to get people censored, to help craft narratives, help amplify stories. All... And it all flowed from the 2016 Russia collusion hoax, right? That, which was put forth by a former FBI guy, Michael Sussman, lawyer for the Clintons. And he went to James Baker, lawyer at the FBI, his buddy, lawyer at the FBI, then is at the center of other bad decisions uh, regarding FISA courts and Russia collusion and all of that and the P tapes, steel dossier. And so then he's out. And then he lands at Twitter. Oh, and lo and behold, he's still doing the exact same thing, right? He's still helping to write narratives for us. So this was the latest installment of the uh, what what are referred to as the Twitter files that the um, right the Twitter files that are. All right. Okay. All right. The Twitter files that are uh, being reported on by Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, Michael Schellenberger, and Abigail Schreier. There's now a fourth uh, journalist that's in there. There may be more. I- I'm not sure. So, and I, uh, I was told that today there's going to be another installment coming down. Uh, but this was from Taibbi. And in one of the images that, so the, all right, so the, you got an FBI, uh, agent in San Francisco, Elvis Chan. He is the, he's the contact. He's one of the contacts because eventually they have a whole portal set up and they're just getting all of this, uh, this info from the intelligence community and the FBI. They're like, Hey, here's a list of accounts. They're making jokes that I don't like. Hey, here's a, a list of more accounts They're They're doing memes, you know, and they're just taking down people at the request or behest of the FBI and other intelligence agencies. One of the images in the uh, in the tweets, in he, talks about it has a screenshot of the uh, the questions that Elvis Chan is asking of Twitter after Twitter tells the intelligence community at one of their uh, briefings they're like we're not really seeing a lot of state uh, official state propaganda act uh, activities on the on the platform and the IC is like are you sure about that I mean are you really sure about that because we believe there has been a lot of activity. In fact, here's a Wall Street Journal article that we totally didn't plant. But here's a Wall Street Journal article that says there's a lot of activity. In what ways and by what measures do you see official propaganda actors as less active than other groups on your platform? What groups are you comparing to official propaganda actors? What quantitative metrics do you use to judge volume of activity on your platform? On what scale? Can you provide these metrics? Despite not agreeing with the line of questioning, Yoel Roth, the head of the Twitter trust and safety, whatever, stupidity, he says, um, he says we should get on the phone with Elvis ASAP and try to straighten this out. To disabuse the agencies of any notion that state propaganda is not a thing on Twitter, right? So, like, 
The Twitter executives are very worried that the FBI and the intelligence community thinks that Twitter dismisses these concerns about propagandists. And we want to make the intelligence community aware that we take it very, very seriously. We know that. We're on your side, guys. Taibbi highlights the FBI's reliance on mainstream media sources over Twitter's own resources to target foreign influence on social media. He said, quote, if one didn't know any better, one would would conclude from this passage that the foreign influence assertion, at least in this case, was being daisy chained into existence. Right. Public sources cite anonymous official sources and then official sources cite the public sources. Do you follow? Right. Public source. So that would be the newspaper, the Wall Street Journal cites an anonymous source probably someone at the FBI, right? So Wall Street Journal quotes FBI, then FBI quotes Wall Street Journal in order to get action from Twitter. Does that sound familiar? That's the exact same thing, exact same process that they used with the Steele dossier. And when Jim Comey, then head of the FBI, went in and briefed Trump about the P-tape. Just want you to know Right? Just want you to know, we got this information. It's out there. You might see something. You never know. And Trump's like, well, that's ridiculous. That, that didn't happen. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And remember what Trump was also wanting Jim Comey to do. Do you remember? He wanted Comey to come out and say that there isn't any connection between Russia and the campaign, that, that, that there was no collusion. He wanted Comey to clear him, basically. And Comey said, I can't do that, right? Got Trump all mad at him. But now we know what? That all of this stuff came out of the FBI. So why would Comey clear him? This was, that's part of the project, right? (laughs) So Comey goes and meets with him, tells him about the P-tape, and then he leaves and immediately then leaks that meeting to the press, who, by the way, had already had copies of the Steele dossier, but even, even the unethical journalismers at CNN, they could not bring themselves to report on the, quote, salacious Steele dossier because it had no confirmation. There was no evidence that any of this stuff was true. But Jim Comey briefed the president. Oh, that's a news story now. That's our hook. And, you know, we're not going to tell you what was in the, the salacious Steele dossier. We won't even say it. We won't even talk about it. But, oh, my gosh, BuzzFeed just printed it, so I guess we can all talk about it now. That's how that went went down. That's an information operation. That's what our government does, right? That's what the FBI traffics in. And, uh, and, and other agencies inside the intelligence community. No, of course they do. I mean, they generally direct this stuff against foreign governments and foreign populations. But they've probably been doing it to us for a very long time, too. What else? An information loop is what Taibbi calls it, right? That's what it is, an information loop. Poo-pooing any implication that foreign influence is not a threat or at least a recent threat. He also, Taibbi, on his Substack, which is a paid subscription, uh, he says... Seeing Yoel Roth act so quickly in response to the possibility of a swirl forming in the intelligence community 
should put to rest any questions about who is subservient to whom in this relationship. I saw somebody posted, um, Elon Musk thought he was buying a social media company. What he bought was a cutout for the U.S. intelligence community. That's what he bought. I heard people say it was a crime scene. I don't know if it's a crime scene. Maybe. But it is a cutout. Jonathan Turley, law professor at Georgetown, writing at his blog, jonathanturley.org. He said, with the restoration of free speech protections on Twitter, panic has grown on the left that its control over social media could come to an end. It's not just the left. It's also going to be the intelligence community, right? If they have lost a very powerful vehicle. Might that explain some of the attacks that Elon Musk has been getting about uh, undermining democracy and all of this? But also, Elvis Chan. Elvis Chan. The FBI agent who helped coordinate Twitter censorship. Right? There is a guy on Twitter. He goes by the name Crab Man. So you know you can trust him. I mean, he is not as reliable as Cat Turd 2, but Crab Man. Uh, he actually he actually covers news and politics. And he's out of Ohio, and he started compiling all the stuff that we know about this guy, Elvis Chan, this FBI agent who was the conduit. Elvis Chan says, first caught my eye when I found an old 2015 BuzzFeed article. Chan engaged in what sounded like an FBI entrapment scheme involving a Somali, right? Where, sort of like the, the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, right? He acts as the, as the guy like, hey, why don't we do this terrorism? And somebody's like, oh, okay. And he's like, boom, you're busted for trying to do terrorism. He's like, well, I was only going along with you. And, oh, and then he deletes all his notes. The FBI guy did. Totally accidentally. Right? Oopsie daisy. Elvis Chan knew of the FBI's Jim Baker. Same guy, right? Lawyer at the FBI, then went to Twitter. He knew who Jim Baker was, who got ousted by Musk earlier this month. According to a deposition that Chan uh, had to give, this is from uh, a different matter, but kind of related. I'll get to that. Baker was accused of stalling the release of these Twitter files that highlight Chan's censor efforts, right? And when Matt Taibbi published this stuff, Congressman Ted Lieu went after Taibbi on Twitter, attacking him for, you know, undermining, you know, this stuff. And, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. He, like, you know, like pretended there wasn't any big deal about it. He says, uh, let me see here, it's very small writing, uh, he says, I read this breathless Twitter file supplements from M. Taibbi, from Matt Taibbi, so you don't have to. Here's a summary. Twitter disagreed with the FBI. And Taibbi then says, I'm wondering why a member of Congress would be encouraging people not to read something. If there's nothing to it, you should be encouraging people to read that and discover it on their own. Now, Ted Lieu is connected to Stanford. Stanford is connected to this Election Integrity Partnership Program, and they're connected to Elvis Chan. While the FBI 
Special Agent Elvis Chan seemed to downplay any efforts of agency activism. Agent Chan has spoken at so-called conferences on his own, representing the FBI among a hodgepodge of left-wing activist groups. He also testified that members of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence visited the headquarters of Twitter, and it caused congressional censorship pressure. There was a there was one of the tweets that Taibbi posted had a uh, exchange with a comms manager. Starting to hear from partners was what I think somebody in Twitter was saying. And then Schiff's, Adam Schiff's comms director reaches out to Twitter to, quote, commend our work. They are in it up to their eyeballs. There's a link to his deposition, uh, Elvis Chan's connection to Russiagate also was explained by Julie Kelly. According to a lawsuit filed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, Chan was one of two FBI agents who urged Facebook officials to censor content related to Hunter Biden's laptop. We are full circle, folks. Full circle. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Got some, uh, got an email here to read. Wait a second. <clears throat> While Taylor Lorenz and Aaron Rupar cry over temporarily suspended accounts for actual malicious behavior, tons of accounts from normal people are still banned permanently without having committed any infraction other than Yoel Roth disagreeing with them. Elon is worse than Jack Dorsey and Vijaya Gaddy et al. because... People think he's going to make Twitter a place for legal First Amendment speech to be protected, but he's just letting the old regime hive mind run Twitter, albeit with some popular boomer tier right wing accounts restored. At least we knew Jack Dorsey's Twitter wasn't going to get any better. <laughs> However, the optimist is Joe. Appreciate the call or the uh, email. Um, I do see the Twitter files part seven is now. Uh, is now being put out. The number seven, well, but I haven't read them yet. I haven't had a chance to read through it yet. Stop. I haven't had a chance to read through it. This is the seventh, okay, it's the seventh installment, and um, the the sixth one has blown open Twitter as an obvious cutout for U.S. intelligence agencies that had a direct line. They were They were sending along accounts to ban or to, quote, get moderated, right, for telling jokes. This is what 80 FBI agents were doing. They assigned 80 FBI agents to do this stuff. And the point of contact for Twitter at the FBI was this special agent, Elvis Chan. And according to a lawsuit filed by Missouri's Attorney General Eric Schmidt, Chan was one of two FBI agents who urged Facebook officials to censor content related to Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election. Oh, and get this. Chan communicated directly with Michael Sussman. Yeah, Hillary Clinton's lawyer. The very same Michael Sussman who went to James Baker at the FBI pitching the Russia collusion Alpha Bank story 
And then James Baker resigned in disgrace, I believe, and then went over to Twitter. And so Sussman and Chan have communicated directly as Chan's office sought to obtain data directly lifted from the DNC system. It never happened, and neither did the Russia-based hack of the DNC email system. You remember that story? Right? Remember that? Where they said it was the Russians, they hacked the DNC, and that's how they got the emails, and they did it because Trump asked them to. When Trump didn't, he was joking. And in fact, it was, what's his face, Podesta, who fell for a phishing scam and gave away his info. And that's how they got in and then released all of it. Um, when the FBI said, hey, DNC, let's see the computers so we can do a forensic analysis, you know, find out where the, where the hackers were, how the information was used, what got compromised. DNC refused. Remember that? In Elvis Chan's own words, he attempted to connect the claims of Russia meddling in the 2016 election as justification that the government has to safeguard, quote unquote, elections going forward. Right. So they used the 2016 Russia collusion hoax, which Sussman and Baker and Chan, I guess, but Sussman and Baker, right, that they launched and amplified then went to the FISA courts with the Steele dossier lies about Carter Page to get the uh, the ball rolling on that. And then Comey going in a meeting with the uh, President Trump, telling him that the Steele dossier exists, and then leaking that meeting to the press so now they could cover it. Right, All of that is used as the pretext for the government getting more involved in order to safeguard, quote-unquote, elections. I think we might need to have our elections safeguarded from the government. I think, like, I am, I'm at the point now where I say, yeah, FBI, burn it down, start over, do something different, something else or nothing. I don't know what, I haven't even thought that far. I just know this is, this is not sustainable. You have no credibility anymore. Elvis Chan was mad at the implication from places like Twitter that there was not a super duper threat from propaganda actors. Right. So much so that Chan sent the letter asking all the questions and it even started to concern the Twitter people. Like, why are they treating us like a like an enemy? Right. Because if if Twitter is saying this stuff, it's undermining the work that the FBI is doing, planting stories in The Wall Street Journal and telling people, oh, my gosh, be on the lookout, safeguard the elections. You need to give us more power to censor, to moderate, sorry, to moderate, to moderate. The FBI has been having regular communications with the big tech companies under this umbrella heading of election misinformation and disinformation and trying to protect the democracy. Right. It's all laid bare now. But now but now we're having arguments because Elon Musk put out a poll that said, should I step down as CEO? And 57 percent said yes. And so now they're like, yeah, he's going to leave. I mean, he still owns the company. Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. The January 6th committee is, uh, they're still giving speeches. So I'm 
I'll tell you what. Uh, if they ever get around to announcing something, I will tell you what they announced. But they're still doing speeches right now. Uh, let me go over here to Ernest. Hello, Ernest. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm uh, all right. With all these revelations about the, uh, I'll just broadly call it government involvement with the media companies and uh, other entities, you know, you you're, you want to know what what is really the end game? I'm I'm thinking, and I talk to my wife. We talk about this stuff all the time. It doesn't seem to me that you could have eighty FBI agents uh, with Twitter and probably similar numbers everywhere else, where you're just trying to enhance those organizations or the left or Joe Biden or anything else. The end here has to be to achieve control or some authoritarian control over this country. And they're crawling on the backs of people or entities that are probably the most easily manipulated, just like Angela Davis said in supporting Joe Biden. We want Biden because he's easily manipulated. And they know they probably couldn't get away with some of this stuff with a network like Fox, but they can certainly get it get away with it with a net, uh, an outfit that's full of Democrats and left-wingers, and they're using these people. So if I, if I was in one of these companies, I would be thinking, what's down the road for me? When they get done and achieve what they want, are they going to round us all up? instead of the lawyers, but round all the journalists and the media people up because we're too dangerous, too easily manipulate, and throw us in jail when they accomplish what they really want. I just want your thoughts on that. I don't think they think that there ever comes a point that they become the opposition. I, because I think for them, they're, they're true believers. They believe that they're playing a vital role. And, you know, uh, you know unlike working with the government to root out um, uh, jihadists, Right. Remember all of that where they're like, oh, no, we won't help you do this sort of stuff. Um, but they think that they're on the right side of history, which is a you know totally self-absorbed and narcissistic view of things that you actually know what history is going to, you know, is going to be and how things are going to look 100 years from now and what those moral pronouncements will be on our actions today. But whatever. Like, I think they never think that far in advance. I think that's why it's the same kind of group of people Lenin called the useful idiots. Right. And after you get rid of the. Uh, after you get rid of the intelligentsia, the useful idiots are next, I believe, because like that's the because you don't have any use for them anymore. Once yeah. you once you have your revolution, and they help you get there, the useful idiot just becomes an idiot, and now they're not useful because you've already had your revolt, and you don't need them around, and so they're usually within the first or second wave that gets eradicated after the uh, after uh, Marxist revolutions. And so, not that I believe the FBI is trying to pull a Marxist revolution, but I do agree that it's. Uh, uh, that it is about control, absolutely, they, and and you know the agencies have been using mass media for these purposes forever since they were conceived. All right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they think that far in advance as to what happens to them in the long run. I appreciate the call, Ernest. I mean, it's it is worth. I mean, that's that's a question you ask. It's a question I'm asking. Right? Like, what what's the end game? The natural tendency of government is to take liberty from its people and expand, right? And the natural tendency of the people is to yield that liberty to the government. It's always been that way. And what government is at best a uh, a useful servant and a fearful master. 
again, that's the natural tendency of these things. People are people, and they behave in these very similar ways, and they give them some power, they want more power. And for whatever reasons, they may think, like, maybe they're just low-level, you know, what, what was the line from the lowest learner? Uh, just a field a field office in Cincinnati, right, when they targeted the uh, the Tea Partiers? Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah, by the way, the lawyer helping on that targeting of the Tea Partiers, Jack Smith, Merrick Garland just named him to be the one to investigate Trump. That's the independent counsel. Yeah, uh-huh. the same guy that targeted the Tea Partiers in 2010. He Same guy. So it's going to be a totally above board deal there. Jonathan Turley says, with the restoration of free speech protections on Twitter, panic has grown on the left that its control over social media could come to an end. Now, some of the greatest advocates of censorship in Congress are specifically warning Facebook not to follow Twitter in restoring free speech to its platform. This is the key to understand about uh, the release of uh, the Twitter files here, is that the is that the Twitter files... That's just this just one company, All right? The Twitter files just one company, and the Facebook and uh, the YouTube and what else? MySpace? No, probably not MySpace. But the, uh, Google. What do you think the FBI and the intelligence community is doing with those big tech companies? This is just one, right? This is Twitter, which is like ranked number three or four. It's not even it's not even the biggest. It's a very influential site, though. Don't get me wrong. But as far as membership goes and followers and that sort of thing, like, do you think that the do you think the 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 government isn't doing these same types of ops against people? Or how about this? How about just your traditional corporate media? New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, like all of them. Do you think that they're not putting people on payroll in these operations or getting people to amplify certain narratives? Do you think that they have back channels to talk to people in the media to kill stories? Do you, of course they do. Why wouldn't they? They built one in Twitter. Why wouldn't they have built one at these older establishments, right? Adam Schiff. Congressman from California, along with Andre Carson, Kathy Castor, Senator Shelley Whitehouse, they all, all Democrats, they all wrote a letter to Facebook giving a not-so-subtle threat that reducing its infamous censorship system will invite congressional action. You have members of Congress that sent a letter to Facebook saying, if you do anything differently on your moderation, quote-unquote moderation, which is censorship, right? If you do anything, you'd make any changes, we're going to take a look at you. The letter was sent to the president of Global Affairs for Meta, which is what now Facebook goes by for some reason. Um, Nick Clegg is his name. It's written on congressional stationery as part of our ongoing oversight efforts, quote. In addition to demanding that Facebook preserve its it's uh, bans on figures like former President Trump. They want Facebook to expand its censorship overall. Because unlike other major social media platforms, 
Facebook's policies do not prohibit posts that make unsubstantiated claims about voter fraud. Meanwhile, you got House Republicans trying to investigate. They, they, they say they're going to investigate social media censorship when they take control. So that's why the four Democrats are like, we want Facebook to recommit to these moderation policies. Adam Schiff was one of the members of Congress who, before the 2020 presidential election, pushed the false claim that Hunter, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And he's been criticized for pushing false narratives on Trump-Russia collusion in the 2016 election as well. This is an open effort by these four Democrat or yeah, four, one, two, three, four, yeah, four Democrats to censor opposing views by proxy, right? It's not hard to see cause for alarm here. This this hold the line warning is meant to stop a cascading failure in the once insurmountable wall of social media censorship. If Facebook were to restore free speech protections, the control over social media could evaporate. The reason why people want to control the narrative is because they don't think you will agree with their narrative if you had more information. That's the reason. Now, whether that fear is correct or not differs by case. But that at the core of any kind of censorship, they don't want, they do not want you to know more information than what they are telling you for whatever reason. They fear that if you had more information, you would not agree with them. You would not be compliant, right? That's the reason you censor. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Jonathan Turley, writing at his uh, blog, jonathanturley.org, he's the uh, liberal law professor, constitutional uh, expert. Censorship advocates are now looking abroad for allies. Figures like Hillary Clinton have called upon European countries to force the censorship of American citizens. Right there, they're, they're going to try to use the EU to go after... Twitter and Elon Musk and try to get the EU to force the company to adopt European Union standards on speech moderation, right? Turley says censorship only works if there are no alternatives. The problem is that there are alternatives. In the past, a lot of companies willingly, if not eagerly, in the case of Twitter before Elon Musk bought it, a lot of companies willingly, eagerly carried out censorship as surrogates. As they, Oh, he used the same term. Look at that. I wonder if he heard my show from like, like two weeks ago. Maybe he heard my show. Jonathan Turley listens. Jonathan Turley is influenced by the Pete Callender show. That's probably just a yeah, coincidence. Yeah, that's probably more likely. Anyway, uh... Companies willingly, eagerly carried out censorship as surrogates as the internal Twitter documents released by Musk have indicated some public officials knew they could circumvent the First Amendment by getting these companies to block opposing views by proxy. However, the public and the marketplace may succeed where the Constitution could not, and that's precisely what these officials fear, as they see the control of social media erode heading towards the 2024 election. Now, one of the other things to keep in mind in all of this is the reaction that we have seen from a lot of mainstream media, corporate legacy media, journalismers, is 
I think part of the the feeling that they're losing control, right? And they saw themselves as uh, you know these are people that like call was it the White House Correspondents Association dinner? They call this nerd prom, right? They they believe that they are like super super smart, like they're nerds. Yeah, no, no, you're not. Really, you're not. You, the nerds are all working for the tech companies. Like, that's what actual, like, really smart people, they're in engineering and they're in the maths and the sciences. And, like, they work for Elon Musk's companies, like, sending people into space, right, writing code, doing all that stuff. You're not the nerds. There's a different word. I mean, if you, I'm not going to go there. But, like, and I say this as one who was a member of this class, right? I was a... I was a journalist for a decade or so, and uh, yeah, a little bit longer. And uh, I've been in in this work my whole life. I can tell you, like part of them is like that they they like being close to power. There's like you, you got front row seats to history. You hear them say this. I've said it. It's true. I get a front row seat to history. I get to sit. I get to watch. Oh, here's President. Fill in the blank, comes to town, I get to go, I take notes, I file a report, and I was in the room with this person. That's, like, they're, they're and you have conversations with people, and they're, they're all, you feel like you have influence. And to some degree you do, especially if you get to the large operations, right? And they're afraid that the platform they're using now will not be as beneficial to them, especially if people leave. You had a lot of these journalismers, right? They built their entire following, their careers off of this. So that's that's part of it. They're worried about losing that that juice, right? But the other thing I suspect is that some of them are worried that their names are going to be popping up in these files. I because like I said earlier, why would you think it's only Twitter that's being corrupted by the FBI? Why would why would it only be Twitter? How much do you want to bet that some of the people that are screaming the loudest also have conduits to Twitter. Also have conduits to the agencies. They all, I mean, there are a couple, what's the guy's name? Um, Ken uh, Delanian, or yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I know his name just by sight on it. He's at NBC News. And he has long been rumored to be a propagandist for the intelligence community. And sometimes they tell him things that are true, and sometimes they tell him things that are not. And it doesn't matter to him, he tells us. So if you know that, which is why, like, I I tell you that, so this way if you're listening to a report from him or you're reading a quote from him or he's breaking a story, always keep that in mind, that if he's breaking some story, the intelligence community wanted that story to break as it did. Right? They, They told him this is the story and he tells us. And now we can do with that information what we want. But I found this to be quite the admission over at Axios.com. Elon Musk and allies are building a new anti-left media ecosystem almost overnight. Okay, first off, that's not true. But secondly, they say why it matters because this is Axios and they do explanatory journalism, quote unquote. And that means we're going to talk to you like you're six. So why it matters. It's as if the New York Times editorial page suddenly flipped to the right. With the reins in Musk's hands, the right is gaining power in online spaces the left once dominated. That is quite the admission on two fronts, is it not? First off, that the New York Times is left. The New York Times editorial page is left. Really? 
Well, okay. Well, that's nice that everybody is finally coming around on that. Okay, good. So we agree. Um, but also that Twitter is left. Interesting. So the online spaces that the left once dominated. So you're saying the left has dominated all of these spaces. So in other words, the right has been correct. The right was right. That all of these arenas are populated and controlled by the left. And then the right gets shut out of them. I'm glad we could come together on this. 